Welcome to the OC Bitches. Welcome to the OC Bitches. Season one, episode 19 today. I'm so excited for this episode for a number of reasons. First of all, I feel like this is game day and I'm showing up for my favorite team in my team colors. So this is why I wore red. It's Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. And this shirt says cougars because I guess Julie's a cougar. I'm also wearing a pair of underwear that say MILF on it, just so you know. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> Where, Somebody gave these to me yeah, during, just, I don't know why I still have them, but I opened up my drawer this morning. What do you mean you don't and, know why you still have them? I mean, those you keep forever. Are you kidding? You're like the OG I, MILF. Uh, yes. So there's a lot to talk about, and there's some very long, epic stories about that word in this episode that we can get to. Yeah. So, yeah. So the synopsis today for the episode 19 is that it's Valentine's Day, which means love's in the air for some. Seth and Summer take their relationship to the next level while Ryan questions if he can be with Marissa. Valentine's Day is to Kirsten as Chrismica is to Seth, and she's not happy when Sandy isn't as much on board with the holiday. Luke makes his interest in Julie known. Today, I am so excited because my favorite bachelor of all time, my long-lost soul sister, Caitlin Bristow, is joining us today. Hi, Caitlin. Hi, Hi, Caitlin. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Uh, Melinda, I'm like fanning over you right now because I've met Rachel (laughs) on like Zoom (laughs) and now I'm like, oh my gosh, because the OC was like my favorite show as it was for everybody. (laughs) Well, it's such a pleasure to meet you. I actually was driving from Orange County, Dana Point, with my daughter yesterday, and she's a huge Bachelorette and Bachelor fan. And we listened to your podcast with Rachel uh, on the way up, on the drive. Oh, fun. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Yes. It was so nice of you to have me on it. Oh, my gosh. Come back anytime. I told you. I'm like, long lost sisters for sure. Yeah, absolutely. We've already (laughs) established that. And Caitlin today is one of our celebrity fans of the OC. (laughs) <laughs> so I we, really am. I mean, it's just so cool that you even know that the show exists. We're very flattered. Oh my gosh. I, I'm not only did I watch it, I think I watched everything twice like back then and now <laughs> rewatching it. I'm like, I forgot how good it is. There's so much going on in like every episode. I'm like, it's so good. <laughs> well, thanks. We. It really is addicting. <laughs> it is. It is. I'm like every I I restarted the whole thing again from the pilot and I'm just like on the edge of my seat again. <laughs> Did you really you restart? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, as I'm watching it, like there's so many things that I forgot about and I can't even believe they happened. I have to watch like a few episodes before the one we're recording because I'm like, well, what happened? (laughs) That's how I did. I watched the season one, episode 19, and then I was like, wait a second. And I got all lost on like, I couldn't even remember like how Jimmy like. Well, we might get into that, but like I couldn't remember who exactly he was, and and then I had to go back, and then I was like, oh, I might as well just start at the, at episode one because I'm in now. <laughs> we love that you're invested, uh, very. And also, congratulations on your engagement. I don't think I think it happened after I saw you. I just had to say oh, that. Oh wow, real quick. congrats! The ring is beautiful. Yes, yes. She got oh my gosh, thank you. I uh, yeah, I did not see that one coming. We he's so. Um, like, he's really over-the-top, like, extravagant and romantic. And, like, mm. I thought it was going to be this big thing because we were going to Mexico. So I'm like, oh, surely he's going to, like, get 
us horseback riding on a beach <laughs> and like have everyone. But no, he did it on my podcast actually. And we, we weren't going to release the episode because he really was just doing it to have the audio and video footage so that we had it forever. And he was like, you don't have to release it. And I'm like, you kidding me? Can you imagine the downloads we're going to get on this? <laughs> yeah. So we did. But it was really, really sweet. So thank you for saying Aww, that. Yeah, you're a smart girl. You're like, no, no, no. <laughs> we're using this one for sure. <laughs> I mean, I overshare my life all the time anyways on like Instagram and my podcast. I tell everyone everything. So I'm like, it only makes sense. Well, yeah, clearly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And Is that I'm, the secret to a successful podcast to overshare? I think we're we're still so new in this, Rachel, that I think we need to just reveal a lot more secrets, right? Is that That's people love the BTS. <laughs> what you guys are doing is so smart because I mean, who didn't love the show? And if nobody watched it, they could start now and still be like, wow, this show is incredible. <laughs> and then they get to know all the BTS and like juicy secrets and certain things that went on behind the scenes and then have people come on like that are fans asking questions. I love it. I think it's genius. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, but I wanted to ask you really quick though. So I'm kind of, I have been obsessed with Dancing with the Stars, which started in 2002. It's been around yeah. for years. And I was just telling Rachel that I was offered Dancing with the Stars, I think maybe like the second or third season of the OC. Yeah. And it was like, how do I balance this show and do that? Because it's a huge time commitment, isn't it? Oh my gosh. I don't know how, like other pe I luckily could take that chunk of time off and like fully immerse myself in that experience, which I don't know how other people did it. Like Nelly was, you know, like he's like blowing up again. He's having like his moment again with music and other actors and stuff. I was like, wait, how are you guys doing this? Some people would have to go in the middle of the night to rehearse mm -hmm. or other people would have to come to their house just to get it done because they were so busy. It's like, seven hours a day, I'd be in the studio seven days a week. You don't get a day off. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. That's, yeah. Now that seems like a lot. And then I recently found out, well, that your partner and Misha's partner <laughs> yes. came on in season four to help me choreograph a Julie dance at a club where Caitlin catches her and it was very dirty dancing. So tell him I said hi and thanks. <laughs> I, I watched that with him because we were talking about it one day. Like, I think I was actually talking about how much I love the show. And he was like, not saying anything, but one of his friends were like, Artem was on it. And I was like, what? And so they pulled up the clip and I watched it and Artem was like, oh my God, like I was so like into it. And he was like dirty dancing and I, it was amazing. It was so funny to see him in that role with you, dirty dancing it up. Fun. We'll have to have him on um, when we get to season four, but because I grew up dancing, my mom was a ballerina I and that. I loved dancing, doing um, I had a friend who was a professional ballroom dancer and we would just do it for fun. So when you have a great leader, it's so much fun. And oh gosh, I remember yeah. really enjoying that scene. Yeah. <laughs> I used oh. to write these scenes that were just so much fun for me. You would have been so good on Dancing with the Stars. I was reading that about you because my mom was a professional ballerina when I was growing oh. up too. And I loved dancing and I feel like it was one of the hardest things I ever did, but also just like, for so for somebody who loves to dance, it's mm -hmm. just, you know, I think that's easier for people to do than people who are just there for like, you know, a paycheck or something, which I get every check. <laughs> but if you're like love dancing and you have this history, I feel like it's so cool to be a part of that show. You definitely need to have Artem on. 
Yeah. Oh well, my gosh, you have to be so brave. I'd get stage fright, I think. Come on. <laughs> I, I always get mind blown by people who are actors and they get stage fright or like it's, it's so funny cuz you guys are just all like so natural on camera when you're acting. Is it more like because you have to be a character it's easier and is it harder to be yourself in front of everybody? Is that what it is? That's probably accurate, I would say, because I'm the same way, like no attention. Really? I'm like, I can never have a wedding because I don't want people looking at me like when I walk down an aisle. <laughs> that's, like, that's always been so my mentality. Funny. Oh, that's my gosh. So thing. I choreographed a dance for my wedding and forgot the <laughs> steps. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, I'm an actor, but for some reason, dancing in front of people and I grew up dancing, doing, you know. Dance That's recitals really funny. and such, but for some reason, as you get older, it's a little bit more. Yeah. Well, and Caitlin's so dedication funny. paid off because she won the mirror ball. For <laughs> I, hello, <laughs> I did. It's probably like the, my biggest accomplishment. I feel like just because <laughs> of amazing. the amount of work that I put into that, I was like, thank God I had nothing. Like that was like the perfect chunk of time. It was also during the pandemic and COVID, so mm -hmm. I had time off. So it was so cool to be able to really just focus on that and then win it because. I was like, wow, I've never worked for something so hard in my life. And I have to admit to you, I wasn't watching the whole show, but I would every week I had it recorded. So I would just watch your routine. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I was so excited for you. And I was like, Caitlin's going to win this thing. Like there's oh, no chance she doesn't. Gosh. And I would just watch your scene, like your scenes, your <laughs> routines. That's so funny. Yeah, I, I truly like felt like it's weird to say, but I felt like I deserved to win. But I know everyone else worked so hard, but I really felt like um, <laughs> there was such history for me because I was supposed to go on the show five years ago and I was told no. So to like come back and have that moment and then win. Yeah. But also, I really didn't think I was going to because Hannah Brown, who is the bachelorette um, a couple seasons ago, she had just won Dancing with the Stars the season before me. So I'm like, right there's no chance they would allow two bachelorettes to win back to back. And so I just thought it was going to be like a TV thing where they're like, Oh, like lost by a couple votes. But I was like, Oh my gosh, I really did win. Yeah. <laughs> and it shows you that the votes, they really do go by the votes, they really, right? Yeah. Cause I know what you're they saying. Really you're like, yeah, two bachelorettes in a row, but you deserved mm. it and you won it. Thank it you. Fucking awesome. Thank um, you. We could talk about Bachelorette and Dancing with the Stars all day. Um, yeah, right. We should probably but talk about the OC a little bit. <laughs> absolutely. I have um, so many questions. Oh, well, we would love to hear your questions. And the fact that you have them is very, very cool. I so. have so many weird ones. I feel like they probably like, I feel like people probably ask the same questions all the time. So I apologize if I'm like, you're like, oh, here we go again. No, ask away. Okay. Do I just start? Yeah. <laughs> I say go for it. <laughs> okay. First of all, I always like to know if the houses are real or if that was a set. So we sh the pilot, it was real, but then they recreated it and a lot uh. of everything was sets, right? Every house was a set, Mindy? Am I right? Yes. Yes. Everything yes. was established. Um, you can actually go online and see pictures of the real Cohen house Oh. And the differences between it or and the the set and the actual house, but yeah. it was recreated on stage. Mm -hmm. And oh, cool! Julie Cooper's house was the same house as the Cohen house, but they would shoot it from a different angle. Ah, based on the real two houses that were established in the pilot. Okay, that's okay. So when you came out and waved at her, and this is in like oh, wait, I can't remember what. 
episode. I can't remember if it was. Yeah, I, I don't can't remember if it was episode nineteen or the pilot that I was watching because now I'm all the Froyo like, line invested. But when you like came out and waved and he didn't get yeah the Froyo that yeah that's a real home in Malibu okay. next door to the Cohen home in Malibu. Okay, and who? Why was Jimmy? Who was he to to the Cooper? No, to to Kirsten. Yeah, to Kirsten. Why they, did they used to get date. Married? They grew up together and they used to date. Oh, okay. And they may have had a pregnancy scare. There's, oh. There's some Kirsten Yeah, there's Jimmy. a lot of history there. Yeah, right. Okay, a lot I of history there. I can't wait to watch this all again. Yeah. Okay, I have to tell you because my mom used to get so mad at me because I loved the saying ass face after you said that. <laughs> And it was so funny that that's the episode I got to watch back because I was like, oh my gosh, so many things stand out in this episode. I always used to call people an ass face after that. And my mom gets so mad at me. Like she could probably still say to this day that that was my favorite thing to call people when I was like. It's a good name. I mean, it's a good, it's it's really, it should be used more often. It really just drives it home, you know, like it really like, yeah, sorry, mom, but ass face is so good. (laughs) Also. Um, I was going to, if I was home, I was going to wear that iconic purple sweatsuit. I like have pretty much the same one in my closet. That's like coming back in style now. Oh yeah. The juicy and, suit. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, it's back. And when you, okay, this was my next question. So when you take off your clothes, how old were you at that time? <sighs> the season one, I was 21. Okay. Probably. Yeah. 21 or 22. Do you guys have like little nip covers or like, <laughs> you know, what's funny is the scene where Seth and Summer have sex and yeah. it's like the shot above looking down. Yeah. When I get out of bed, I saw it. You could see my bando, like a bando top over my boobs. You could see the back of it. I caught it and I was like, oh, I hope oh, no really? one else sees that. Yeah. So I wasn't naked, even though Adam was my boyfriend at the time. I still was yeah. not naked, <laughs> but we, they would use pasties or like, which just cover your nipples, essentially, everybody. I mean, he <laughs> looked fully naked though. Cause when you rolled out he of was. that bed. He just oh, rolled. He no, I'm just kidding. He wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> There's a sock, a special sock. That's uh, Yeah. Oh, is there really? Men. A man yeah. sock. I don't know what Adam had on. Maybe oh, I mean, he had something covering it, not just a pillow that he took. <laughs> he's, right. he's so funny in that show. Um, also, when people, I just thought of this now, on all shows when, you know, like people just have sex and then they roll out of bed, they always do it so casually with throwing that sheet around them and then they just get out of bed like that's what everybody does after sex. Right. I'd be like tripping everywhere and like <laughs> trying to gather up oh. the sheets and just like, Phew, let's For go. sure. I'm a big fan yeah. of always like playing to the, you know, natural or like organic. So for sure, like the awkward, it's never as like sexy or glamorous or whatever as it they portray it on TV. <laughs> And Not when you have 50 crew members all standing around and well, sometimes they, they reduce the amount of crew members for a intimate scenes. set. Really? Yeah. And now it's even more, there's an intimate intimacy coach on oh, set. What? It's a new, it's a new position. Mm, of a literally crew and figuratively. Yeah, I was just, I was just going to say that. That's interesting. And that's, I mean, I was just watching the bachelorette on Monday and they had a cuddle coach. What? And I was like, where, where do these people go to school for this? Like what is a, a cuddle, cuddle coach? coach? She coaches you through how the proper techniques of cuddling like and spooning, positions. sporking. Oh my gosh. That sounds as awkward as the foreplay of Seth and Summer in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, I am mean. Like, like blowing in your ear. <laughs> That's so awkward. And, and you guys were dating at that time. What happens when you like 
get in a fight and then do you guys like make up easily because if you're in an argument all of a sudden you have to act all cute and romantic does that like help or were you like oh I don't want to make out with him right now oh gosh I can't remember I'm sure I was always now nah, I don't I don't remember Adam and I fighting that much that could just be my memory and like being delusional but <laughs> there were a couple a time times ago. there were a couple times like I found a card recently where he was like apologizing for like an unoriginal birthday gift and then or no for like <laughs> Was it up Penny the gift. dog? Oh yeah, he got me a dog one birthday. It was a pit bull that I didn't pick out, and he named it and like showed up and was like, "Happy birthday!" And I was like, "Um, it, <laughs> can we do wait, a do in over?" Real life? Yes, in this real was real life. life. Oh. No, this was real life. Yeah. Oh so there were God. things like that. So yeah, we fought. There were for sure fights. I don't remember how yeah. it like played out on set, but I'm sure there were times where I wasn't talking. I to bet him. you guys were extremely professional. Yeah. When you hear action. Everybody oh, yeah. does that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you yes. must just go into a complete other mm -hmm. world. Um, so, do you like to be called Mindy or Melinda? What I think I heard. Rachel Either called. one, Mindy. Okay. If, Mindy's the nickname, and okay. it's what my family and friends call me. And I feel like I'm not there yet. I don't deserve to call you Mindy yet. <laughs> I think people. It's a it's a question that I would get on set all the time. Melinda is on the birth certificate, and it's what SAG has. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. When, once they get to know me, I know some people say you're Melinda. You always will be. Some people call me Mel. Some people call me Mindy Mo. That's what my dad called me. Aww. So I get well, a name. I get funny you, nicknames. I'm going to call you Melinda for now until something else <laughs> sticks for me. But what, who is that young kid in the the episode that I watched? Um, Luke is that his name in the show? Yeah, mm -hmm. Chris Carmack. Yeah. Was that awkward for you guys, or was that like less of a um, age gap than they made it seem on the show? It's less of it, way less of an age gap. Okay. I think I'm trying to remember if Chris was 25, was 25, and I was 33, 34. So it's still a gap, but, but, but it's not. Is. I don't think awkward isn't the word. There's always a little bit, but of it was more. It's it's more that you're excited about the storyline, and we get oh, to I do like this that. together. I think there's something when. When we choose to be actors, thespians, what it's to believe is brave. It's a brave things that most people would think are awkward. It really isn't. I mean, I guess it can be. I don't no, know. I think I, it probably is for people who don't understand acting. Like for people who have never been in that position or done acting, it's the same way as like for The Bachelorette. Like dating 30 men and making out with a bunch of guys <laughs> night one is really weird to other people. But to us, they're like, well, we're trying to find a husband. Like that's normal. <laughs> so it's probably for you. You have a way different mentality of like, I love that you said you're excited about the storyline because mm -hmm. I like that you guys get excited about that stuff because it shows coming through the screen. Like it feels oh, absolutely. real. Yeah. But you make a really good point. Making out with that many men for how many months or it could be just, is it just a month or a couple months? It's a couple months. That's really fun. Like, how do you do that? And then <laughs> if you find your guy and he's dated all these people, you've got to be a really thick skin oh, and yeah. not be one of those jealous. You probably haven't made it to the end if you're a super jealous person anyway, right? But well, to, well, to not. <laughs> Caitlin's like, um. <laughs> I think that's why a lot of relationships don't work in the bachelor world is because watching that back, <laughs> you think you're the only one and then you watch it back and you're like, Wait a sec, there were others. So yeah, it's, I mean, it's all just the unique worlds we're living in and acting to me, I just always like bow down to actors because I think it's oh. so, I, I always wish I could act. There's no chance in hell I could, 
I bet and you could. You're so natural. Oh, I, I, you honestly, you're always like yourself and you're super comfortable just like being yourself, especially in front of the camera. I bet you could do it. Well, maybe if they had a role that I could just be myself, I would be good at it. But if I had to be someone else, because you're so different from Summer, is there, like, Melinda, was your character true to who you kind of were, or is that a complete different person from you in real life? <laughs> well, we, we finally got confirmation from my daughter, CG, uh, on, on an episode. She joined us. And she said, nope, you're not like that. And then she went, well, you have your moments. Ah, really? <laughs> I think the go- when you see the goofy, fun Julie as the show progresses, yes. I, I inserted a lot of my humor into that. So the misguided, I, we're, I, I'm a very flawed human being, just like everybody right. on the planet. Right. But hopefully my priorities aren't what Julie's are which is essentially money and power and appearance and, you know, perceptions and, and all that. So she amplifies, she, she is the original housewife. We've said that many times. So <laughs> totally. she would do really well on the housewives. I for, I, I, for one, would not do well on the housewives. I think I would yeah, end but- up curled up in a fetal position crying. What? <laughs> <laughs> Doing so reality. Funny. That's, didn't the OC inspire Real Housewives of OC? But I, I think guess that's what so. they say, I, right? I don't know. Do we have confirmation on that or is that just a rumor? Yeah, you cannot confirm or deny. Yeah. But I heard that. And I also heard that Chad Michael Murray was supposed to be in the OC, but he did One Tree Hill. What do we know what role he would have played, or is that a rumor? He was is I that think true? he was offered or he was up for the Ryan role and he picked One Tree Hill. Oh. I think it was before Ben was even in the mix. Oh wow. I guess did Patrick Rush, our casting director, must have said that, right? Anyway, what I was didn't, his last name? Uh, our casting Pardon? director, Patrick Rush. Do you I know can't him? remember. I was reading. No, oh. I was just reading the, a couple rumors that I wanted to ask, and I don't yeah. remember who said it. Anymore? About, rumors yeah. are always fun. Um, yeah. Wait, there was another rumor. Um, oh, this, I mean, this isn't anything juicy, but I love <laughs> that uh, they said that the line, welcome to the OC, bitch, wasn't even supposed to be in there. I don't know if we're both like I'm like I'm like telling you guys rumors about the yeah, show. Yeah, I'm gonna ask that, Josh Schwartz, uh, the creator. That's who that. said it. That's who said it. Oh well, then that would be an accurate. That was that would be true if Josh said yeah. that. I may have been. I think he said it was kind of a last minute addition. Ah, it wasn't like but in it the may first not script. have been in the original script. Oh, okay. I got all excited when he said it when I watched yesterday because I was like, that's the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I know, our Uh, namesake. I got emotional. I'm not even kidding. I was like laughing. I was crying. I was like, oh my God. I was like, love Sandy so much. Um, And Ryan is so mysterious. And Seth is so funny. He is funny. (laughs) Were you like more of a Ryan or a Seth? Okay, so I was always always more Ryan growing up but now I'm way more Seth because I'm like his humor is so funny (laughs) and you said on my podcast that that's the probably like closest person to like what they're like on screen and to real life because I was like who's the most like their character yeah I would say you know Adam Brody he's like he's such a funny guy a lot of the music and everything else was really his influence um, you know, I mean, he's a lot cooler in real life than Seth. Like mm-hmm. he's an avid right. surfer, like, you know, um, uh, so, but yeah, wouldn't you say Mindy, would you say that's probably accurate? 
I believe so. I think, well, you know uh, Adam a lot better than I do. do I, I think <laughs> Ben and Ben is way funnier in real life. I know Kelly said that was he wasn't funny, that. but he's very funny. Is he? Okay, oh, yeah. I was wondering that because, gosh, he's so serious. And it's like <laughs> anytime he's about to crack a smile, I'm like, come on. <laughs> he would I, crack I wanna, a lot. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to ask if he's so serious in real life. I mean, do you guys all still keep in touch or is it like so far gone now? I mean, you guys obviously do. Yeah, we obviously do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, recently because of this, we've been reconnecting mm-hmm. with people and, yeah. you know, which, and it feels like no time has gone by, especially when they come on here and we're talking to them, which is so cool to know that we established that foundation back then where we all really were a family. So, um, it's been fun. Like, you know, I was texting with Ben recently and he's just the best and awesome and oh, everyone so cool. is. Yeah. Were you filming like every day, all day, certain months of the year? Because you probably become so close with everybody. Yeah. Very quickly. It's magnified. It's, right. It's usually about a nine-month shoot, but because we did 27 episodes, we may have gone to 10 months or wow. more. Wow. It's a it, lot of time Every together. episode is, yeah. And it's like yeah. every mood, every time of day, every you know what I mean? So it's like immediate, like, oh, here we are. Like, you get to see right. me rolling in at 5 a.m., no makeup, like, no coffee yet. Just, <laughs> you just see right. everybody. Your true, authentic yes, self. Exactly. Yeah. You come with that <laughs> right away. Right. So you get close really quick. You spend a lot of time together, a lot of long. And yes. you do very intimate scenes, and you and you rehearse together. And yeah. while they're lighting, you hang out. Oh, Rachel, remember when we used to watch Project Runway? Runway Did every we- chance that we got when we were shooting at the Roberts uh, House. I don't remember that, but I believe it. Well, you're going to remember it by the time we get to that episode. Oh. So- <laughs> Did you guys both watch? Um, while it was airing? I did. Yeah. You did. We did. Like, they had, like, some screener screeners for us. You know, they would, like, screen it yeah. so we would all watch it. I think you said at lunch they did that. I remember that. Um, I don't know if I've seen every episode, but we watched it a bit. I think it's going to be... The, the first season really, really sticks in my mind. I feel like, yeah. to be perfectly honest, it's going to be... A little bit more of a challenge to remember things going into the third and fourth season, but yeah, it'll be I fun to get there it. though for sure. Okay, I have a few questions related to if if you guys were on The Bachelorette. Yes, Ooh, okay. these are fun. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so but it's going to be your character. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So for both of you as your character, what would you both have done out of the limo? to if to the bachelor summer would have for sure been in a bikini because <laughs> yeah. she didn't know how not to wear a bikini <laughs> so true uh oh that's so good what did you do out of the limo your first time i'm trying to remember you don't want to oh no your joke yep yep i remember it was a good joke it was like she you put it out there what do you mean it was it was I so mean, good. I, I truly didn't understand TV or editing or like. <laughs> Tell Mindy what you air. said. <laughs> what? I. Okay. So the bachelor that I went on, he, uh, he was a farmer and his name was Chris Soltz. He was a farmer. And I, I grew up in a really small town and like two of my ex-boyfriends were farmers from high school. Like I was like, oh my God, a farmer. And so <laughs> I came out of the limo and I have like a very 
weird sense of humor and I'm like really um, off offside, like in my humor. And so I came out of the limo and he was like, oh, it's so nice to meet you. And I was like, well, I don't know much about you. Like, I know your name is Chris and I know you're a farmer, so you can plow the fuck out of my field any day. <laughs> and he was like, ah, and I was like, like, I just wanted him to know my humor right out of the gates. I loved I, it. Was just, I, oh I loved was it, it so, so much. It was plow the bleep. They did that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The oh, yeah. Bleep. <laughs> yep. And it was That's so funny, funny because at I thought they would edit that out because a producer had said to me like, oh, you know, that probably won't make TV. And I was like, okay, then I'll say it. It'll be funny. And then it was like on every promo and like every like uh, Good Morning America, Ellen, everyone was like, this girl's crazy. And I, I was like, oh, it. no. I loved it. I was like, that's my girl right there. So did the producers <laughs> guide you with things to do and suggestions and it, but ultimately it's up to you? How does that yeah, work? Yeah, that's pretty okay. much exactly how it works. Like they, like that was my joke and then I they were like oh you have to and then like for other people they would you know like there's one guy that came in on my season in a cupcake he like rode in on a motorized <laughs> cupcake and like obviously that was not his idea but he was like okay I'll do it you know there's certain things Got where it. the producers will help you along the way but but like Katie yeah. the bach bachelorette now when she went on Matt's season she walked out with a dildo and I was like yes <laughs> yeah oh my yeah. god but she said yeah. something she was just like this has been my friend. I don't know. Something about the pandemic and using it right. a lot, right? It was yes, exactly. <laughs> so my daughter was just telling me something about right now that a guy came out in a cat suit yes. because she likes cats. Yes. So that made me think because I'm wearing, sorry, I'm wearing my cougar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing my cougar shirt today because that's kind of the storyline of this yeah. episode. So she'd have to come out in kind of a, that's <laughs> Julie. No, yeah, you would be perfect. a yeah, cougar for sure. A cougar outfit. That couldn't be more perfect. That right. is so awesome. Yeah. And she's actually doing it to the, to this um, soundtrack for cats, which would not go over. Well. <laughs> Memories? Like what? <laughs> right. Memories. You do like a little dance. Yeah. Out of it. You're going right. to ballet. Like do, what? Like. That's so funny. I w I actually got to do Broadway for a hot minute. Um, what? Like a couple years ago, I got to host a show on Broadway for Christmas. And the Cats studio was right across. And every Saturday, all the cats come out of their window and yell, it's Saturday night on Broadway at like 7 p.m. <laughs> and it's the weirdest thing. But if anybody ever goes to New York and Cats is back on, you have to go because they like ring bells and like... <laughs> Yeah, and all these cats are coming out of the window. That was just a really random story. But no, but that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool. Um, yeah, you wait, I have to, I can't remember. Were you a cougar for a lot of the season or just on this one episode? Well, that term was just kind of coming about. Right. That and MILF. Those two oh, words MILF. were yes. kind of right in that, in that um, era. So You were the originator. Yes. <laughs> no, she's, she definitely, she has a line where she says to Kirsten, men are to me the way Chardonnay is to you, Kirsten. Meaning so she <laughs> had the drinking problem and Julie yeah. had the man problem. So. Right. That's so funny. <laughs> it was oh my so God. Good. So she's definitely was that. That's that was always a little awkward because Julie ended up having, you know, 
The other thing she could do is come out to the song Fire. Remember the um, in the in the bachelorette party with all the firemen strippers and oh, it's yes. fire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she had the most fun storylines. <laughs> I know. And then she has the porn that comes out, the porn identity. Yes, the porn so identity. So that was awkward. Yeah. So there's was it? <laughs> there's a lot of fun. <laughs> That's so funny. But yeah. but Rachel, you'd have to come out as Wonder Woman. Come on. <gasps> yes. Oh, <laughs> but Mindy should answer all my questions because she always has the better ideas. I'm just. That's funny. Wonder Woman would be mm, perfect. Yes. And then my last bachelor question. Yes. About your characters. Yes. Is, well, Melinda, if you don't really know uh, some of the bachelors, it might be tough for you to answer this, but what, who would you guys pick? Who would your characters pick to be engaged to from Bachelor Nation? <gasps> Bachelor Nation? Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. That's a tough one. It could be from this season. It could be from any season. <sighs> I'm trying to think of like favorites of mine. I know. Um, <clears throat> it's tough. When Tyler was on Hannah's season, I was like, God, he's really cute. And I yeah. feel like Summer would agree. Like that okay, type. that's fair. Right? Don't you think? That's fair. But I would say I Jason can't. just because he's obviously the best. But that's me. <laughs> that's not Summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jason's her fiance, yeah. Mindy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I can't answer for me, but uh, my daughter, who's 21, CG, yeah. said, and I'm not going to remember his name. He got the rose in the in the. In I'm the not group caught date. up. Is it Greg? Oh, Michael A. Michael A. She, if he doesn't, she Which said she'll marry him. A? She's okay. like, she's ready. <laughs> if she, he doesn't, he he's is, the one from Ohio. Yes, and he is truly the sweetest person oh God, I think I've so ever cute. met in my life. Which one is like, he? Which one is Michael A? He's the one who they had like their first date he, where they were like looking at the stars and he's a widow. He lost yes, his the wife widow. and he yes. has a son. Oh, that oh. story, I was like, oh, my heart. I can't. He's got such a great personality. He so is, much fun to be around. He lost yes, his so wife cute. with a two-year-old kid. Oh, yeah. I can't. I can't. And he's right. he's been through so much, and he's got such a positive attitude. And I act, we actually just filmed the men tell all. That's why I'm in oh. LA in a hotel right now. Ah. And um, I cried. Like I, I <laughs> I'm not used to this hosting position where you just ask questions. Like I'm so emotional. So when he's talking about his story, I just like Tasha thought I was laughing, but I like actually broke down and cried <gasps> because oh. his story is just like. He's just such an incredible human being. Well, he's got some fans in this house because that's the one I, I picked. I <laughs> love that. Like, <laughs> well, tell CG I he's a bit. Dude, CG's old enough to go on The Bachelor, which is terrifying. They have like fucking 21-year-olds <laughs> and I'm like, or 22-year-olds. And I'm like, how is anyone at 22 ready to get married? That's They're not. They're and not. they're not ready for the overnight like fame Ugh. that comes with yeah. it. And it's, yeah. Because it's, shooting is one thing and then the show airs and boy, yes. do your DMs light up. Oh, right? oh yeah. I I'm mean, sure. so much love, so much hate. It's, it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. That's actually, wait, last question because I, I could go all day. But when you're out in public while that show was airing, did people get like mad at you for your characters or like love you for, yeah. Oh yeah. I figured. Cause they feel like they know you, you know how that is, you know, you're on their TVs like every week and they're watching you and they feel like they can say anything, but us, they think we're our characters. You, you're you. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I mean, Mindy, wouldn't you agree? I think you guys got it a lot more than I did. I don't know. Julie was definitely disliked. <clears throat> yeah. But I don't remember 
for some reason. I don't know. Sometimes when you're in, when you live, shoot in LA and live in LA, it's kind of like people don't care. Or at least <laughs> it's when you go outside of LA. I That's, think. I just remember Sammy from Days of Our Lives saying that people would like <laughs> yell at her on the street, <laughs> like get so mad at her. <laughs> now that's a different kind of dip. Back in the day, I did Days of Our Lives, and yeah. it was being soap famous is very interesting. That's a whole other like it's Tom Cruise and soap opera fame. At you know, because oh, yeah. you're in your in the living room five days a week, so people totally. would definitely they're, say things. They're in, very invested in oh, the yes. soap opera <laughs> yeah. world. Yes. Oh yes, as they are in that's the Bachelor funny. world. That's true. It's kind of like a soap opera. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) very much so. Caitlin, we could keep you all day, obviously. And I know we promised you only a half hour and we've taken 45 minutes of your time. But that's okay. I could come back to you both all day. Will you come back on and do like an actual full episode sometime? Yeah. Please. Yeah, because I'm going to continue to watch and yeah. now I'm fully in it again. So Great. I would love to come back on. I'm just so grateful that you brought me on for this one. Thank you so much. Yeah. So appreciate oh my it. gosh. It's been so fun. Thank you guys. And when and yeah, I would yeah. love to see, see you. Again. We have to, you know, keep blossoming this long lost soul friendship. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. We as I'm like this pandemic was just about to like be free and now I'm like oh we have to go back into the bachelorette bubble oh. we're hosting the next season Woo-hoo! so I'm like congratulations yes. yeah wait the next season Thank you. are you going to do the bachelor or are you doing just the, like all they're doing back to back bachelorette so Michelle oh, right. is that's right be the next that's right bachelorette that's right and you yeah. guys are starting that soon that's fun yeah is so it exciting <laughs> Is it fun? Yeah, you, we're starting okay. filming. It, well, it is for for us. I mean, it's yeah. really hard for the Bachelorette, but it's fun for it's fun for us. Good. I'm happy you're having fun. I can't wait to watch. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, I know. thank you guys. This episode has it all, and not only is it a fan favorite, I got to tell you, it's almost been after six episodes with with Oliver <laughs> being frustrated, yelling at the screen. All of a sudden, it's like the he's gone. It's mm-hmm. a breath of fresh air. Thank God. It's one of Josh's best scripts. Yeah, Josh I think. Schwartz wrote this episode. It was directed by Lev L. Spiro. Yes, it's Valentine's Day. And like I said, we don't have Oliver, the aftermath of Oliver. I thought it was going to hang a little bit more heavily. And it only, it seems like Sandy and Ben, or sorry, Ryan, are the only ones that are really feeling the weight, whereas everyone's trying to go back to normal and Obviously, that's that's, right. that's a good thing for television, but... <laughs> to move on quickly. <laughs> <laughs> to move on quickly. Yeah. So we're, we're going to get into this episode, you guys, because the, Rachel and I both had so much to do, the beginning of some storylines, and we're just going to get into it. Let's yeah. start at the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's start at the beginning. We both had to watch... Sometimes we should be clear, we do record sometimes out of order, depending on just who's available and our schedules. So (laughs) Rachel and I both watched episode 18 and 19 together because we wanted to make sure we knew what we were talking about. And I needed to know why Summer so quickly has sex with Seth when last I saw he was with Anna. There's the story. Right. Okay. Right. So this episode opens, you know, Cohen Kitchen, uh, as it usually does, and it's Valentine's Day, which... I thought it was kind of funny that Kirsten loves Valentine's Day. Like, I really wouldn't put her character and this holiday together. (laughs) Right, right. She was in a different mode. In fact, she reminded me of Julie. 
when Julie's really excited about something, all of a sudden Kirsten or, and also it was great. It was a great scene for Kelly herself because she's a very strong, powerful actress and woman. And it was really fun to see her just silly and mm-hmm. You know, and I think everyone in that family has a different Valentine or sorry, different uh, holiday. So what do you think Ryan's holiday would be? (laughs) See, and that's (laughs) see, that's that's where it becomes about what are we? Are we team Sandy here or are we all team Kirsten? Like are there it's romantics versus cynics in this episode between them. Right. Yes. I myself. What, What are you? I'm definitely team Kirsten. Are you? I am. Because I I kind of, for most of my life, I've been kind of team Sandy. I find <laughs> it to be like, if you want to go out to dinner on Valentine's Day, it's a prefix menu and it's like 300 bucks a person. You know, it's like, it's it's a corporate thing you're where they cynic. get you to spend money, <laughs> right? The, yes, you're the cynic. I mean, look, I get the Hallmark part of it all holiday wise, <laughs> but I'm a romantic at heart. I love you know, the flowers and all the things and, and feeling special on Valentine's Day. I think it's sweet because if you make it mean something to you, then you don't have to go along with the commercialism. Right. <laughs> and you know what, though? There's nothing worse than a partner who is a cynic to really take the wind out of your sails if you are a romantic. I'm interested to explore the Sandy Kirsten dynamic because they have a pretty, it feels kind of like a major hiccup, but it's also kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot of things in this episode with relationships and the characters. And one of the more fascinating things for me was aside from, you know, the Seth and Summer, which we'll get into, but Ryan and Marissa, like you said, coming off the Oliver of it all. And Ryan, you know, isn't willing to just jump right back in with Marissa because I feel like there was such betrayal of trust that it's actually cool to see him honoring himself in that way where he is not willing to just jump back in because, you know, so, you know, in the kitchen, it's Valentine's Day. We get to school. There's obviously there's this dance, right, for Valentine's Day happening uh, in the OC. Um, And Ryan and Marissa at school, Marissa, like, asks him what he's doing for Valentine's Day, and they both kind of establish they're going to this thing, but they're not going together. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, respect. Like, I respect that. <laughs> totally. And my note, I wrote, I, I don't know why I said Ben, but I wrote, Ben just looks like an exhausted man here, <laughs> right? Like, or, and it's more, it's obviously, it's more Ryan. He's been going and going and going. Not only did... Marissa not believe him Mm -hmm. and not trust him. Every single person around him didn't trust him, but he still was the good guy. Except for Luke. Except for Luke, right? Luke was the only one that came. And they're teenagers. It's hard enough for healthy humans, or sorry, healthy adults to navigate something epic like this happening. And all of a sudden it's just right back to normal or important, mm-hmm. you know, Marissa wants it back to normal or everybody wants it back to normal. Right. Even Kirsten says that. Right. It's hard. And so I think in that moment when he sees Marissa, I don't, he doesn't, he probably doesn't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. and the feelings are just not there. Right. And 
I, my thought was just like, give him some space. Give him, give well, yeah. him, give him I mean, some time. Honestly, and I know we've said like, Marissa just acted like, I, you, you wanted to just like shake her. <laughs> a lot throughout right. the whole Oliver thing, you know? So I'm just like, I don't blame Ryan at all. So that sets up them for this episode, what kind of transpires. Um, and then, you know, we're still at school. Now Anna has broken up with Seth. And the first thing Seth does is go to Summer like, hey, I'm single now. <laughs> like, now do I get my shot? And I did not blame Summer. <laughs> you know, her reaction was like, I think her exact quote is, I'm not going to be your sloppy seconds ass face. And I said, you know, I would have said the same thing verbatim. I'm right. You know, like you can't come to me now, now that Anna's broken up with you and say, okay, I'm ready. And I don't blame her. And I thought she handled that appropriately. I do too. I wrote, I wrote language summer. And I guess ass face is, is one of the words we can get away with, which is, um, you know, that's fine. <laughs> in television yeah but do you remember now that do you remember at all okay now the storyline is going for the seth and summer do you remember feeling excited about the storyline oh for sure i right. i couldn't wait to see how it would unravel and i should say that scene in particular summer is playing galaga which is a classic <laughs> old arcade stand-up video game and he comes and I like how it was all played. And once he like breaks the news, like Summer dies <laughs> in the in the game. It's like, <laughs> like it's going off. for high score here, Seth. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, so that's how the scene was set up. And I was very excited that Seth and Summer were progressing myself reading the script and we are finally going to get to it. Um, but I liked that Summer wasn't like, OK, hey. Let's jump on board because, right? Again, I respect but that. You could see her. You could see her thinking, though. Oh, you've broken up, and then she makes the decision. Huh, I'm not going to make it that easy. No, you know, Mm-mm. no, because there's there's a moment where she almost went. Right. Okay. Great. Of course, she's, she's happy she's, with the news. Right. You know, she's very happy that they aren't together anymore. But mm-hmm. she doesn't go for it right away, which I really, really liked. I do too. So today we like summer, right? Today we like summer. I don't always like <laughs> summer. Today we like summer. Okay. Well, then we get into Kirsten's office mm-hmm. and probably one of the better, I mean, they're all great, but better Sandy Kirsten scenes. And it just goes downhill with each person trying to get what they want and right. not giving in. And it just starts this terrible downward spiral to the point where I thought I loved Kelly's delivery here. I don't know, but it's not good because I, Kelly, that's why I see, I think that's the way she can be in real life. (laughs) Like you don't want to get into an argument with Kelly. Right. But, uh, but I thought that was, you know, I wrote that even adults act like kids when they don't get their way because it sounds, it seems so petty. Right. Right. But that never changes (laughs) ever. In life. No, no uh, it doesn't. No, it okay. doesn't. But listen, so now we get to see Jimmy in, we haven't seen him for, or I guess he wasn't in the last episode, and he's got this box of cookies from the Secret Admirer. And, but I just want to say, where was Jimmy during the Oliver stuff? Where are Marissa's <laughs> parents when a gun was held on gun- her? There was, yeah, yeah, I, I I hear you there. Oliver pulls a gun on Marissa. Where are the parents? I mean, it's probably, you know, 
a bigger thing to be involved in. <laughs> I think everyone was just like, oh, we're relieved to be done with that. Let's move on and not yeah. mention it again. <laughs> yeah, let's just pretend that never existed and we do. Um, but then, okay, so we go to Summer's bedroom in this episode okay. or Seth yes. goes to Summer's bedroom. And this is the first time we meet Princess Sparkle. And your first bedroom, right? I don't know. I don't, I'll take your word for it. The first time we see Summer's bedroom, uh, where she says she's studying naked and. <laughs> Which is a repeat of what Seth said. Says to Sandy. Right? No, said it to you when you were coming oh, to in. Me. He, he thinks he's talking to Kirsten. So. Right, right, right. But yeah, so it's the first time that Seth comes to Summer's room and we meet Princess Sparkle, which is a big the deal. The first mention of the valley. Of the valley, Summer's favorite TV show. Right. You're right. And Seth comes to Summer's uh, room. She's in her yellow, juicy suit, matching outfit. Um, but I actually, I really loved this scene because, so she turns Seth down when he first comes with the news that Anna and him broke up. But he delivers this speech to Summer. And I fell for it too, watching. Like, oh, me too. Oh, I was like, okay, all in. I would have taken your clothes off immediately too, because that was he. But it was so genuine, and I thought Adam did an awesome job with you know this scene, and I really reacted to it as Summer did watching it because he said it's always been summer. It was. He was very specific, and I think this is where, if you compare teenage boys to Seth. This is where it's original. I don't feel like no. a real teenager would say, but Summer, it's not that you're sloppy seconds. It's that it's always been you. Yeah. That is laying it out. That's Absolutely. putting his heart out That's there. That's maturity. Right? I would agree with you. No, Most teenage boys don't show up with like, you know, professing love in such a manner. And it was very right. sweet. And I it was, was on board. Extremely sweet. So much so that you... Push him down. Oh yeah, pull, put him down and and take off. The take top. it off. Oh yeah, show him. And the, then we have this the world. iconic <laughs> song, musical number. Hello sunshine. <laughs> Hello sunshine. So I, Hello, perhaps sunshine. maybe that's the nickname for my boobs, sunshine. Just <laughs> <laughs> well, I reached out to Matt Ramsey who edited this episode oh, yeah. and just asked him, asked him what he remembers because we, when we went back and forth and we'll talk about a couple other things, but he did make a point of saying the hello sunshine, and this might be between he and Josh, I don't know, but he <laughs> said the hello sunshine, which plays every time Summer and, and Seth have sex was my idea. Oh, <laughs> uh, I th Josh Schwartz uh -oh. claims it was his idea. Oh. Right. Oh. He said in a previous episode, Norman had used the Dandy Warhol song. We, mm. used, um, we used to be friends as a theme, and, and we thought that was cool, a new way to use songs. So throughout the series, there are episodes where a song plays as a theme for a specific storyline. Well, I wonder, using did he mean that the doing it as a theme was his idea or the song itself? I don't know. I'll have to, he said, using Hello Sunshine as their sex theme was my first attempt at it. I hope the ah. use of that song wasn't uh, in... Uh, hope the use of that song in that way wasn't offensive. I was pretty immature back then and was channeling my inner teenage boy. <laughs> no, I took it as a compliment. My boobs are now called sunshine. So thank you. I think that Josh probably picked the song and maybe it was Matt's idea to like reuse right. it. That's what he might be saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll say that. 
But yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was hilarious. The whole sex scene. I love how true it was to people's first times, which we learn later that it was Summer's first time as well. But that, you know, as a teenager, your first time having sex, it's never going to be amazing. I'm sorry. I it's think just it's not. important. Yeah. <laughs> how many How many kids are like that? Although I think a lot of people their first time fake it. Oh my God, that was so great. I don't know that they're automatically. I don't know that I've ever, I've, I don't, I'm pretty, I pride myself on being pretty honest and I have never faked oh, anything. Right. <laughs> that says a lot about us. It <laughs> does. <laughs> <laughs> Faker. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was awkward and I loved that. I loved that it showed how awkward and how they both were kind of like, let's not ever talk about that again <laughs> and let's right. move on. <laughs> But then you guys are in, yes, when you're in the post, um, post post-sex, post-coital, I think, uh, Matt seemed to think that you and Adam came up with you taking the sheet and him covering himself up, which was really funny. Do you remember that? He didn't I think don't, it was scripted. I don't, but I would say bro, it was a Brody thing, if anything. Okay. That would be my yeah, guess. Was... And he takes the pillow to cover himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's pretty good. It is pretty good. Um, but, you know. Another big thing that happens, which we are are going to start to unravel, is when Luke shows up on your doorstep. Hello. Um, and he asks if you're going to the Valentine's Day party. And he also offers you a ride to the party. A ride. Emphasis on ride. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's a sex sexist sexist how the hell do you say that? A what? Like a sex episode is a sex Oh, sex episode. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yes. Yeah, so now here we are with this presented, the Luke and Julie. Right. So Mindy, talk to us about that a little bit. How was that for you? Well, this episode, and by the way, this is one of the reasons Rachel and I are doing this on our own, because we have so, I remember so much about this episode, and we have so much to do in this episode, and- this was the beginning of getting really exciting or, and excited about the storylines. Sorry, my puppy's barking. Can you hear that? Okay. I was so excited for this storyline. And it was obvious that the writers were starting to write for both of our characters. And in that particular scene, it's Julie kind of looking at him with this, you know, interest, like, what are you doing here? What's <laughs> going on? And just being kind of intrigued. But still, I was actually kind of surprised that Julie was actually kind of being mature mm-hmm. and at the same time being flattered underneath. Whereas later on, she's got a bit of wine in her and she becomes a little questionable. But uh, I do remember that Chris and I were very... We were both really excited about the about the um, storyline. That's and fun. I watched it with CG, and because <laughs> we've she's she's gone on record as saying how it was uncomfortable for her to either imagine it or see it. So I looked over at her and I said, "What do you think about this? Is this cringy?" And she goes, "No, I think it's kind of sweet and funny." Oh. She's clearly flattered. That was, wow. that was CG's response. Yeah, well, that's cute. That the approval from your daughter. <laughs> right. Right. So also. Uh, what happens is Marissa shows up at the pool house and aggressively makes out with Ryan, trying to get him to have sex. 
And once mm-hmm. again, Ryan is not down. He is not willing to just sweep the th- shit under the floor, the shit being Oliver, and go for it. Uh, and I like it. I it, like it. But it's rejection. It, rejection is always hard. That is such rejection. And once again, showing a 16-year-old not knowing how to handle and just saying, can we go back to normal and just give him some time. And in this sense, it just reminds me that Ryan in so many ways is way more, way more mature than Marissa is right. That he's like, it's just not okay. And I can't fake it. There's something off. These kids need therapy, serious therapy Mm -hmm. right now after Mm -hmm. something like that, like a PTSD with all of the Oliver stuff. I mean, this has been going on since Christmas, you know? Yeah. Six episodes. So it's been, and everybody's just going back to normal once again. Right. As we do on television. But then we have one of a, one of another very funny original scenes with Seth, Seth entering the next morning and ecstatic that he has had sex. Sex. If you can call it that. And then he admits <laughs> that it was it was so bad. It was like fish, fish. flopping around on fish, dry land. Fish sex. And doesn't he say like Nemo he wants to find his way home or something? <laughs> I was like Nemo and I just want to get home. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I, my question for Josh was, do teen boys talk like this? Have you ever had a conversation like this? But I found myself just grinning. I don't think Josh scene. has had a lot of experience talking to teen boys about sex, would be my <laughs> <Yeah>. guess. <laughs> but I think it was maybe the questions he had himself. <laughs> um, but I love, you know, Ryan's responses. You know, my advice is just do it again, you know. Right. And then Seth and Seth. Anytime I'm going to say summer, I automatically put Seth in front of it. Summer and Marissa (laughs) are at the beach and they're both fronting, you know, not telling the truth about what's really happening with Ryan and Seth. And then they do and realize that the sex sucked (laughs) and Ryan wouldn't have sex with Marissa. Mm -hmm. But I like that they get to the honest part. You know, that's very typical of teenagers to to front like everything's okay or whatever. But then they were honest. And I liked that. You know, Sandy and Kirsten still aren't letting up, which is still funny that they want to hold on to it. I think at some point, and I, I think that, I don't know, Sandy's holding on to something and I don't know why he's being such a toughie. You know, the way he eats his meat was he's just being kind of like, <laughs> like he's posturing and kind of arrogant, but it's almost like they're having fun or he's teasing her, but he's not letting go because men can still be boys. But the... In the Cohen kitchen, Sandy asks, okay, here we come. Sorry. Let's go back. Yes. So Seth goes to Sandy and says that he needs to have the talk. The kid asking that dad to have the talk and Sandy looks terrified and he says, now? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, doesn't Sandy tell Seth uh, about foreplay? Well, then that leads into that scene that is, to me, one of my mom, I remember her saying this way back in 2004, I just love Sandy and and Seth. They have the best conversations, and (laughs) it is the most awkward talking and explaining what foreplay is. (laughs) It's just brilliantly written, brilliantly acted, and 
it's such an original moment and it just goes from awkward to more awkward. Totally. Which plays over into the scene where <laughs> where Seth is like, let's try this again, right? So they want to <laughs> have another go um, at fish sex. And when they do, so Josh told me he really wanted, it's like a when Harry met Sally was kind of the vibe. Uh, even Annie Hall, I think he mentioned. But um, uh but like when Harry met Sally was the vibe for it. And it's so funny because it's so awkward what Seth does with Summer. He's like blowing in her ear and like rubbing her shoulders really hard and just being so weird. And you're like, that's not foreplay, dude. <laughs> no, because he did exactly what Sandy said. He was like, uh, uh, massage, nibble the neck. Oh, right. anyway, because, <laughs> because he couldn't say, he couldn't be he more couldn't detailed. He couldn't say, go downtown, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's so, be true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had to keep it, you know, PG, so to speak. But it's so awful. And once again, they have not a great experience. <laughs> right. Hello, sunshine. They come out once again. And scene. <laughs> um, <laughs> whatever you say, Summer. Okay. Yeah, whatever you say, Summer. <laughs> it's pretty cute. But still, they are not getting it. Um. And super awkward. But then, so we have this singles dance that we talked about before. And I remember actually shooting this at a place downtown. It's a really old building that was so beautiful on the inside. Do you remember this place? It's, oh, I, I have a huge affection for this building. It's it's a historic art or, um, deco building from mm -hmm. the beginning of the 20th century. The Oviat building, I believe it's called. And many films and TV, I've eaten there. And I've shot there for a few different shows. Mm -hmm. Like there's movies like Bruce Almighty have been there. Okay. In fact, it was started by Bernie Toppin and his wife. Oh. Cicada. The Who's that? that was a, Who's that? Um, he's the lyricist for Elton John. Oh, wow. Well, that's cool. I just happened to know that little trivia. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was a super beautiful old historical building. And I do remember filming it there. And this is where Teresa shows up in this episode. Mm -hmm. Ryan's ex-girlfriend from Chino. Um, and I have to say, I was happy to see her after everything Marissa just put him through. Right. I was team Teresa watching this. I was like, you know what? I like it. And I don't blame him for hanging out with her. Um, right. And then when they're sitting together and, and Ryan has clearly just told her about the Oliver situation. Yeah. It's the first person that seems to have a voice of reason. Mm -hmm. And he's going back to the familiar with right. her. And he, you can just see how truly hurt he really is by everyone. And just not knowing how to process that stuff and move forward. Yeah. So it's, yes, obviously it's there to now show that he definitely might not want to continue this relationship or he's questioning everything with Marissa. Absolutely. Right? And Marissa is jealous too. She knows Teresa's here now and she's feeling it. Um, and I, I think it was the perfect moment for Teresa to show up. And they talk about it. I mean, Marissa shows or talks to Summer at the party um, about Teresa, how she's beautiful, smart, you know, so it's very apparent that she is feeling threatened and Ryan is still turning Marissa down. Right. I think the audience, I kept thinking, because I didn't remember every moment of it, mm -hmm. but I mm -hmm. kept thinking, he he keeps giving her 
some hope. And mm-hmm. finally, by the time they're actually at the dance, he just says, I can't do it. Like he's tried yeah. Yeah. the entire episode yeah. for the first couple days. And he's just made that decision. And then, of course, then she's tearful and after Sandy's already said to the boys, don't ever get married, which is, yeah. You know, but then he turns around and, you know, the voice of Sandy, the reason of his, his, his best advice, the speech about love. It's true. When things get really hard, you've just got to hang in there. And Kirsten overhears it, of course, and, and gives Marissa some help, some hope. Right. And I think Kirsten has one of the best lines, actually. She says, you know, you make it so hard to hate you, but mm-hmm. sometimes you make it easy to hate you. Yeah. And that kind of defines marriage and relationships. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. So Seth and Summer talk, and you can see the wheels turning um, with Summer when when they have the conversation. And, and what does Seth say? Where is this? Seth? He said, he said, Seth... Seth tells Summer it's not working and right. that it's his fault. Right. I'm just going to bow out. Yeah. Which is so... It's so sad. And I'm like, Summer, stop him. What is wrong with you? Right. Yeah. But the wheels are turning. Um, also, you know, we didn't mention that Julie, you know, Caleb, well, Kirsten or some breaks up with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Yes. That was episode. the episode before that Caleb has Kirsten break up. Oh, with that was Julie. episode before. See, God yeah. damn it, I can't watch two at once. Okay, but yeah, so it, the, you know what? This goes to it's an interesting thing. I can look at episodes now and say there there were some epic scenes for your character, my character, but for some reason on this episode, I went, huh? I actually only have like three scenes, which means I only probably worked two days on that episode. Oh wow! Because and and of course the kids probably worked eight days, right? But. Yes, so our first mention of of Bob Seeger mm-hmm. is Julie saying that she's just going to go home and drink a bottle of wine and listen to Bob Seeger and mm-hmm. Luke clocks her leaving. Yes, he does. Which <laughs> leads to <laughs> We're just going to keep Well, yeah. Well, there's a, there's so there's so much that goes into this uh this little speech right here. When I read it in the script, I was excited. Yeah. And Chris and I were so excited. Everyone was so excited. We shot it. It was, my hair was all pretty and I'm in the pink. Oh, your hair was so pretty and your hot pink robe. Do you know what the first thing I thought though, Rachel? What? I remember I woke up that morning, if this has ever happened to you, with a big pimple on my chin. <gasps> and I could see it. Oh, and it's no. still there. <laughs> oh, you noticed it. Yeah, of course. I remember it being bummed. I was so excited about the scene. And then and then obviously it doesn't the, matter in the grand scheme of things, no. but I remembered that. The dreaded pimple. But, <laughs> but this scene, you guys, has created there's a lot of backstory and, and ultimately the speech of Chris saying, You're a great girl. <laughs> He's too um Mr. You know, Nickel is too old to know what he's got. Whenever we played Ultimatum, you always won. What's that? You know, it's yeah. what, if if you if you could do whatever, Mom, you always won. I beat Kirsten. And the end of that speech, he said, "Mrs. Cooper, you're a total milf. I just thought you should know." And then she drinks her wine and pulls him in for a kiss while Night it Moves written, is playing. Right. And oh, and Night Moves and by the way, it was the most expensive song for the first season. Oh, was <laughs> it really to get Bob yeah, Seger yeah. Night Moves? <laughs> yeah. Huh. So it got in the script, the network approves it. 
right? And then they even put the they put the episode together. And ultimately the network made us cut out your total milf, right? It had got past the standards and practices and the script. Even mm-hmm. the first cut, it got passed. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, two days before it aired, they made us cut it out. <gasps> I actually remember at a party talking to one of the standards and practices guys. And because Josh had told me the story of them. What's a standard and practices guy? It's the censors. It's the got it's it. broadcast standards and practices where okay. they approve everything. And this was during, uh, this is post Janet Jackson. Right, around right, 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 right. The, okay. The Censorship. So apparently... I remember Josh t- telling me that they called and said, this Milford. And he said, what? Mother I'd like to fool around with? <sighs> and they said, no, we think it's something else. <sighs> and this guy told me, standards and practices, gentlemen, he told me that they actually did a group study or got a group of people together and asked them what they thought it meant. Yeah. And sure enough, they said, mother fuck. I'd like to fuck. <laughs> and they found out about it and they cut it out. Mother, I'd like to fondle. Hello. Right. Mother, I'd like to finger. I mean, there's a lot of ways to go with that. Oh, my God. So it was cut out. But at the time, I remember Norman Buckley. Matt was the editor on this, but Norman worked on it as well. And I remember getting called into the editor's room with Josh and a bunch of people. And we sat and watched that scene. And we all thought it was the greatest scene. And we were just like, we were beyond... We thought it was so cute. It was. It's so yeah. good. And I love, by the way, Melinda, when you're leaving the scene and you like look up to the Cohen's house to make sure no one's looking <laughs> as you close the door. I was like, that was a nice, nice little touch you had there because we were on a soundstage. Right. <laughs> I thought it was, you know, and this is the thing. I, I've seen or read people talk about it being illegal and cringy or right. whatever emotions it elicits from some from somebody. But- looking at it with this new pair of eyes, yeah. I saw all of a sudden this kind of buzzed little teenage girl who just loved the attention because yeah. she, he was saying everything she wanted to hear. Well, do you think they could get away with that now because he's technically a high schooler and it's an underage thing? I mean, I wonder if that could be I don't know. Now. It'd be like a law and order type of show. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Because in Desperate Housewives, started right about the same time or a year after and they were mm-hmm. doing storylines like that and oh, okay. then we added the yeah you know, i don't know you're 18 it's a question yeah. for whatever i'm not exactly sure but you looked so good your hair was so cute i just wanted to tell you i loved loved everything about oh, you in that you. scene um you know what i also loved so you know sandy's been against the holiday and everything else but when they come home he has the room fully decorated for valentine's day the roses the candles the chocolates and i was like that a boy sandy i felt so Uh, happy and proud and it was so cute (laughs) i just i did a big awe yeah it was a definite awe moment and i loved that they did that because when it comes down to it who gives a shit what you think it's what your wife wants dude like Mm -hmm. you know happy wife happy life am i right no, and and Kelly did such a great job of being so excited. Yeah, and, because some some people would say, "Sorry, you're saying sorry to me. I'm not over it." Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. But she she went ahead and said, "Thank you, thank you so much." Yeah. So, and then you know, obviously, I loved the scene where Summer now shows up to Seth's room to come clean uh, that she was also a virgin when they first had sex. And now this is a huge surprise to Seth, but I love, 
love how Seth is like, let's start, you know, from the beginning, so to speak. And it's just so sweet. And it's the first time you really see this like tenderness. Well, not the first time because when he gave the speech to her earlier in the episode, but it's such a tender moment with them. And he plays Ryan Adams' Wonderwall, which is so, it's, it's, it was, you know, a big moment and a big song when it, when it happened. Uh, I think you're underplaying how big I was waiting for you to finish because yeah. this moment <laughs> is actually huge for so many young ladies in and boys maybe, but how it just melts people's hearts and he does. And, and how many kids actually, you guys have this conversation about, guess what? I was a virgin and how many kids went, oh my gosh, that's what happened to me. And I wish I could have had this conversation. Yeah. Or okay. I just, yeah. you did this, the, it was just this original, I don't feel like it, it had been portrayed and I could be wrong, but I'm biased. So I love <laughs> it. And I've, and, and I know that this was such an epic moment with this one, with this song, Wonderwall. And it was I, yeah. absolutely just I will heart say, melting. You know what? I will say it's really sweet and shows how close they are because dancing like that, like it's awkward. You know, someone's like, let's dance. You're like, what? Mm-hmm. But it's not with them. And it's so sweet. And they're so close. And they're really in the moment. And I, I did think it was super sweet. Really, really sweet. Well, and also I think here's here's something that diving deeper into it as a, Sex is such a big deal to a young person. Yeah. And it's like, it's sex, it's sex, it's sex. When what ultimately what they're learning early on, Seth and Summer, mm-hmm. is that it's not all about the physical. In fact, the deeper connection of just being with someone or just the simple act of dancing sure. can be just as meaningful. Although I ha- I have to say Sandy's line of the appetizers can be just as good as the main course. <laughs> true, true. Mindy, what would you? What about? I mean, I don't know if you feel comfortable talking about like your first time or anything, but I mean, I can. <laughs> if you I want to go it's, there, it was like super awkward. Oh, and here's the other thing that what she says it should have been special. Yeah. What, what Summer says, it should yeah. have been special or it should have been planned. I think that's kind of a luxury. And in my <laughs> situation, it wasn't special. It wasn't like, but it's, but you learn. I think it's important to, to move on from that. Okay, it wasn't so special, but I'm going to make it special in the future. It's not like you missed out on anything. But I don't think the first so- time is ever special. Special, so to speak. You know, I lost my virginity very young to my brother, my older brother's best friend. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, I'm just going to leave that there. And, you know, I was so young and you don't know, although I did know that it should last a little longer. <laughs> um, um, and I think Summer feels I the s- same about Seth. So there's the parallel there. <laughs> right, right. Oh, Lord. Um, Boy. <laughs> yeah, you know, first times are so never all they're cracked out to be. Okay, on that note, let's go to Ryan and Marissa <laughs> in the pool house, shall we? <laughs> um, yes. Marissa- everyone is, you know, everyone is now these, you know, Luke and Julie are having some fun. Seth and Summer are in a different, uh, more positive place. And Kirsten and Sandy, of course, are back together and unfortunately are doomed couple 
Marissa shows up to the pool house <laughs> and says, where, where is, is she? she? Where yes. is she? <laughs> She's like, take Sandy's advice. Yes. Yes. Take Sandy's advice. And she goes and she wants to know where Teresa is. She's convinced she's there and she's not. And Marissa's like, I'm not giving up on you, Ryan. And Ryan isn't so sure they should be together. Now, this is so heartbreaking. You know, you see Marissa's heartbreak. She obviously, she loves Ryan. And Ryan, he says something and it really got me. And it's about the trust thing, right? Like, she, where he's like, you didn't trust me. And it's true. And that's such a big thing. And I'm so on Team Ryan, obviously. I have been the whole time, and I think a lot of our audience as well. Um, but yeah, he's just like, I don't, but you didn't trust me. And it's like so real. But I think he was, yeah. And he, and, and when trust is lost, that's a, that's a big deal. It's hard to it regain is. it, but it cannot be fixed in one day. Yeah. If they're meant to be together, it's a slow process. Absolutely. And to rebuild that I, trust is a big deal. Well, and I think this is this was a question for Josh. I don't think Marissa and Ryan ever truly get over this, no. even though they come back together. Co- they, they, they have a lot. They face a lot, let's be honest, yeah. uh, Ryan and Marissa. So, yeah, I'm on Team Ryan, and it's, it's heartbreaking, but I fully stand behind him on this one. There were so many, well, so many things with the couples in this episode. And I mean, you and Luke, I'm saying a couple um, because, you know, and getting some, getting some, getting some, you got to get yours, you know, and but I think, yeah, this what? episode, it just feels like, like, like I said before, after the Oliver stuff, everybody's back in. It's, it's a super satisfying. It makes you laugh, cry. You know, yeah. feel like you're in it, and it just—it's just one of the most satisfying OC episodes of all, and I think it's a yeah. favorite of quite a few people, including mine. Even though I only yeah. had like three scenes, which is <laughs> me too. I loved it. I loved rewatching it and everything that happened in it, and I can't wait to watch the next one and see what happens. So Josh left me a voice memo about this episode with some fun facts, and I would like to share it with you guys. All right, I'm uh, not really good at doing voice memos, but I'll, I'll do it for the podcast. But I love this episode, and uh, one of my favorites. Um, and I would say that one of the things I'd like to highlight in discussing this episode on a voice memo, which is basically like talking into the void, um, is the music. And there's three song choices in particular that uh, I enjoy. Uh, enjoyed at the time, still really enjoy. Uh, one is Super Furry Animals, Hello Sunshine, uh, which is just a song that I... Loved prior to the episode, wrote it into the script that we wanted something kind of uh, euphoric and revelatory every time Seth and Summer uh, had sex, however awkward it was. Um, And uh, Hello Sunshine seemed to really uh, bring it home. Um, Night Moves by Bob Seger. Uh, I mean, just Julie Cooper just screams Bob Seger. I don't tell you. And what's a sexier song than Night Moves? Um, And what just feels like it plays more into this MILF, mom, sleeping with her daughter's ex-boyfriend, hunky water polo player than some Bob Seger night moves. And it kind of tells you everything you need to know about Julie Cooper. Uh, And then finally, um, the Ryan Adams cover of Wonderwall at the end of the episode, which was just a really stark and beautiful cover. Um, And Alex Fitzavis had sent it to us uh, on, on one of her comps that she would send, and I would listen to these these comps 
and um, they were on CDs back then, and just kind of earmarked songs for future possible uses. Um, and it just felt like Wonderwall was this really devastating, heartbreaking uh, way to, to end an episode called The Heartbreak. Um, so wish I could talk more about this episode. Uh, look forward to being back on the pod. You guys are doing a great job. Uh, talk to you later. Well, that was great. We're sorry he couldn't join us for for some circumstances. But so we talked about how important this music was in this episode. And Matt seems to think that it was his idea. Maybe it was the editing idea. But I think the fact that Josh wrote it into the script kind of trumps Matt's memory of uh, feeling like he had responsibility for the music. I think it was Josh's idea. Sorry, Matt. (laughs) but everybody wants to take credit yes (laughs) they should because it was there were really good song choices (laughs) absolutely what a great episode thank you josh schwartz thank you josh schwartz (laughs) our lovely producer diana is going to quiz us and i will fail miserably but let's try (laughs) (laughs) i mean i know you watch the episode so i think you can do it okay um We'll see. We'll see. Um, okay. I was just going to call you Summer. Uh, <laughs> Rachel, <laughs> when you are playing Summer and you're watching the valley, do you know what line we overhear from the show? Not a clue. <laughs> I was, it's I a was, quotable one. it's a what? A quotable one? It's a quotable, quotable. Yeah. No, because Melinda? I, I she probably do you know no you know what i and i watch with subtitles because i miss things and i'm not remembering we overhear the line i just don't feel like i fit here in tarzana (laughs) that's a good good one one. i like it i don't remember it but i like it (laughs) okay melinda when seth asks ryan the first time for sex advice what quick advice does ryan give him to do it again? Yeah. Oh, okay. That, that's I said it. that. Well, <laughs> Mindy wins. Well done. <laughs> well done. I got one more for you. Oh, one more for you, Rachel. Oh. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> when, when Sandy and Kirsten get in an argument in this episode, um, there's two things that Sandy likes to do that he mentions that Kirsten will never do with him. Oh. He may do what they ask. Ah. Uh. Uh. They're very, very male activities, not to be. Not to be sexist. <laughs> I know he says it. I can't think of them right now. Melinda. Melinda. Surfing and golf. <gasps> yeah. And literally, my husband said, what do I have to do to get you in the ocean? And I just went in the ocean two days I ago. I saw. So. You proved it. You posted a hot little picture. <laughs> Of you in the ocean. Mm-hmm, a hot little IG picture. That's right. CG, CG convinced me to take a picture. <laughs> CG's good for that. She's your Instagram manager. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, surfing. I Yeah, she should go surfing with them. Yeah. One more, Melinda. Oh. Um, this, is, this is a Julie question. So the first time Luke shows up at Julie's door, what's his excuse that he's, why he's there? Hmm. Marissa's book of some sort uh-huh it's, it's biology or science or something uh-huh. and she's like uh-huh i get it like it's not a very strong excuse come up with a better one julie cooper could teach you a thing or two <laughs> 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 uh, for sure. 
Oh, boy. All yeah, right. these episodes coming up are going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Can't <laughs> wait to get there. All right. Well, this was so much fun. A lot of sex. A lot of sex talk. <laughs> a uh, sexual episode. But I know. I think it was a learning experience for all. Clearly for Seth and Summer. That's yes. for sure. And for Luke. <laughs> oh, yes. You're going to teach him many things, uh, Miss Julie Cooper. Yeah. Well, thank you everyone so much for listening. Follow, rate, and review. Welcome to the OC Bitches, wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you like to watch us, check it out on YouTube. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world! Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash podcast22. Shopify.com slash podcast22. Hi, everyone. It's Rabia Chaudhry. And I'm Ellen Marsh. And we have a new podcast called Rabia and Ellen Solve, Solve the, case. the Case. As you know, I am a very smart lawyer. You are. You're so well-respected in the entire world. You know everything. Thank you so much. And as you know, I'm a famous Broadway star. Gorgeous. I sing like a nightingale. Well, yes. at least that's what your mom says. <laughs> Just kidding. This is Ellen Marsh. And, and I'm Robbie. But we are teaming up to bring you a show like you have never heard before. True crime meets talk show. Nobody's done it. We're going to do it. We're going to do the impossible. And it's the two things that I love. Ellen, I think you'll like it too. What, true crime and talking? Yeah. I'm there. Every other week, we will have a guest talking about whatever true crime case they are obsessed with. We have a list, everything from the Lacey Peterson murder. Yeah, some of the most famous cases you've ever heard of, obviously, like John Benet Ramsey, the West Memphis Three, Chris Watts, Khalif Browder, Elisa Lamb, Madeline McCain, Sandra Bland, the Springfield Three, the list goes on and on. But they are all cases that you know, and we are going to dive in deep with someone else and just talk about them. No, we're going to solve the case, Ellen. That's right. We're going to solve the case. So subscribe to Rabia and Ellen Solve the Case wherever you get your podcasts.